and welcome to the Effortless English Podcast. I am going to change this podcast a little bit. From now on, I will have two parts to the podcast, usually. First, I'll read uh, an article or part of an article, usually about language learning, English learning, something like that. And then I will give you my commentary. I will talk without a plan, without a script, just naturally, conversationally, using casual, everyday English, and I will tell you about my opinion uh, about this article that I've just read. So uh, that's what I'm going to do from now on. Hopefully this will give you a little bit of formal English in the article, and also some casual conversational English from me. If I make a mistake in my casual commentary, I will not edit it. I will not correct it. I will not take it out. If I say um, um, ah, or other things like that, those also will be included. I want you to hear totally natural English. Okay, here we go. First, the article. This is an article by Dr. J. Marvin Brown, and it's called Learning Languages Like Children. Here we go, Dr. J. Marvin Brown. It is common knowledge that when people move to a new country, the children will end up speaking the language natively, and the adults won't. The widely accepted explanation is that children have a special gift that they lose as they grow up. Even with the coming of the age of science, this gift theory went unquestioned, and early linguists thought that some special remedy was needed. They proposed that, for adults, language should be taught and studied instead of picked up. And this idea slowly evolved into present-day language teaching. But are we any better off with present-day language teaching? Why, for example, do adults in Central Africa clearly do better when they move to a new language community than our modern students do? Could it be that early linguists and all the rest of us were mistaken? Maybe adults can do what children do. Maybe it's just typical adult behavior, not adult inadequacy, that interferes. The mistake. Children can do something that adults cannot. The unasked question. What would happen if an adult were to just listen for a year without speaking? Our answer. Both adults and children can do it right, but only adults can do it wrong. Imagine a four-year-old child and an adult reacting to somebody talking to them in a foreign language. The child most often just listens, while the adult usually tries to talk back. Now suppose that not trying to speak was the child's secret. It could be. After all, doesn't it make sense that listening to things that are always right would tend to build the language right, while saying things that are always wrong would tend to build it wrong. It makes you wonder what would happen if adults were to do the same thing children do. That is, just listen for a year or two without trying to say anything. It would be worth finding out. But it seems this experiment was never tried. Not until recently, that is. In 1984, the AUA Language Center in Bangkok, Thailand, started doing precisely this in its Thai classes. The students just listened for as much as a year 
without speaking at all. We found that adults get almost the same results that children do. If adults understand natural talk in real situations without trying to say anything for a whole year, then fluent speaking with clear pronunciation will come by itself. A lesser period of not speaking will produce proportionally less perfect results. It seems that the difference between adults and children is not that adults have lost the ability to do it right, that is, to pick up native languages by listening, but that children haven't yet gained the ability to do it wrong, that is, to spoil it all with contrived speaking. We're suggesting that it's this contrived speaking, which means consciously thinking of one's sentences, whether it be with translations, rules, substitutions, expansions, or other kinds of thinking. This damages adults, even when the sentences come out right. We're also suggesting that natural speaking, meaning speaking that comes by itself, won't cause damage, not even when it's wrong. It seems that the harm doesn't come from being wrong, but from thinking too much. Okay, that is the end of Dr. J. Marvin Brown's uh, article excerpt in the little section of his article. Very, very interesting. Dr. J. Marvin Brown is a very interesting guy. Um, he passed away. He died uh, several years back. But this program in Bangkok, Thailand continues. The current director is now a man named David Long. David Long is continuing to use this method, this listen-first method. At their AUA program, their Thai program, students learn Thai by listening only for up to one year. Now, if you study a lot, it might be a little shorter. If you go and study you know, less, it might be a little longer. But it's about one year of only listening. You do not try to speak the Thai language at all. Zero speaking. And they have gotten excellent results. Uh, now, this program, most of the students are Western, meaning uh, European or American, actually. And they also have uh, a, a good number of Japanese speakers. Now, for all of these people, Japanese, North Americans, and Europeans, the Thai language is quite difficult especially pronunciation. Very, very difficult. And uh, most programs, most people from these countries who learn Thai have, honestly, quite bad pronunciation. Their pronunciation's not so good. Uh, and in general, their language skills, so-so, not so great. Um, because most of these people are using the same old traditional methods, the methods you probably used in middle school or high school when you learned English. So this program does something different. They just focus on listening and they have gotten excellent results. People who follow their entire program, who start with their program, only their program, they've never studied Thai before, and they stay in the program for um, over one year, going, yeah, I think usually about five hours a day. It's an intensive program, so it takes some time. But people who do that and they only listen when they get through this program after one year, when they start to speak, they are very close to native speakers, meaning their pronunciation is very, very good. But more importantly, or just as importantly, their fluency is excellent. They think in Thai. 
They do not translate. They do not first think in English, then translate to Thai, and then say something in Thai. They think in Thai. It comes out of their mouth effortlessly, with no effort at all, the same way your native language comes out of your mouth, comes out of your brain. And that's very, very powerful results they're getting. Um, I studied their program uh, for my master's degree, actually. I went, I observed their program, I did some research uh, on their program. I even I took some of their classes for a while. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't have time. I, I was so busy with my studies. I didn't have time to finish their program. Someday, I hope I can go back and uh, do the program again and do all of it uh, because I'm very curious what it would be like. Um, but anyway, I, I thought it's an, it's an excellent program. And the most important part of this program is the fact that listening, listening, listening is number one. The second part of that is that forcing speech is bad. It's negative. And thinking about speech is bad and negative. I agree. I totally agree. The, the major problem most English speakers have, people who are learning English as a foreign language, is that they think about it. They analyze it. They break down the verb tenses. They translate vocabulary from their native language into English. And what happens? They speak like this. Uh, um, hello, my name is AJ, um, and I'm, um, I'm from America. Uh, you know, that, that's how people speak, many people who learn English. It's not their fault. It's not because they're stupid. It's not because they can't learn languages. It's not because they have no skill, no talent. It's not because they're bad at languages. It's because their teachers taught them with a bad method. They learned English by studying grammar, analyzing grammar, and thinking about English, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, does the subject agree with the verb? Is this the past perfect or is it the past, present, perfect, blah, 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 right? You all know. <laughs> you know, all these verb tenses which uh, you see in these textbooks, and it's ridiculous. It's, it, it does not help you. A few simple grammar explanations can be helpful, especially when you're later uh, in your study, when you're a uh, more advanced speaker. But the, the key word here is simple and short. But in general, analyzing grammar is, is very bad, very harmful. Also, forcing yourself to speak is not good. You want the speech to come out quite easily. That means it's better to make some mistakes, it's better to speak uh, very simply than to try so hard to use long, complicated sentences, to use difficult vocabulary you're actually hurting your ability to speak fluently. And you're actually hurting your future English learning. Right now, I'm, I'm learning Spanish. I'm trying not to force speech. It's tough. I understand. I know it's hard. You want to speak, and you try to force yourself. But I'm trying not to. And that means, right now, I'm very comfortable speaking in very short phrases. One word, two words, possibly three or four words. But I usually don't use complete sentences right now. I'm not ready. I'm still a beginner. 
I'm not ready. To use a full sentence, I have to translate. Sometimes I do this and I realize, oh, this is bad. You know, someone asked me a question in Spanish and I want to give this long, complicated answer. Why? Because I translate their question into English. Then I think of my long, complicated answer in English. And then I try to figure out, wow, how do I translate this into Spanish? And what happens? Well, I sit there for a long time. Uh, uh, uh. And then when I give my answer, it's always confusing. <laughs> They don't understand what I'm saying. I make lots and lots of mistakes, even though I'm trying to use the correct verbs and the correct grammar. But still, I make so many mistakes. But that's not the worst part. Mistakes are not so bad. The worst part is my answer is so confusing. People don't understand. I'm failing the number one goal. The number one goal is to communicate. And I'm not communicating. It's much better when I relax. I hear the question. I understand the question, usually. And I give a simple answer that I can give quickly and easily and effortlessly in Spanish. Usually that means I'll say what, I'll give my idea in a couple, in a couple words, sometimes one word. Sometimes a few phrases, sometimes words that are put together, but not in a sentence, right? I'll say two words and then two more words and then another phrase. But this is better. Why is it better? Number one, it's better because the other person understands me. They understand what I'm communicating. I don't need to give long, 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 super complicated answers. They understand me because I, now they understand my ideas because I'm not translating from English. I'm speaking and thinking directly in Spanish, much better. The second reason it's good is that it's more, uh, it's faster. It's more, it's, I speak more quickly. They don't wait a long time. They can instantly hear. It's a more natural conversation. Therefore, they want to continue talking to me. Therefore, I hear more correct Spanish from a native speaker. And number three, it's building good habits, creating good habits for me. It helps me not translate. It encourages me to think in Spanish and to respond quickly in Spanish. Later, my grammar will get better. It will happen naturally. Later, my vocabulary will grow naturally. My pronunciation will improve naturally. But if I think too much, it won't. I'll always speak badly. I'll always be translating. And that's not good. So anyway, I think Dr. In sum, in conclusion, I think Dr. J. Marvin Brown's ideas are excellent. I think the program in Thailand at the AUA uh, Thai language program uh, there in Bangkok, it's an excellent program. They get very, very good results uh, with people who start with their program and go all the way through. It's really good, excellent and very interesting and quite different, very different from any school you will find uh, anywhere in the world, I think. Uh, teaching languages. I wish they did it with Spanish. I would join. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.